Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every Tuesday, live. From 8 p.m. UK time. Luke, Gary, and a couple of microphones. This is Custard TV Live. Well, once again, that jingle slightly lies to you, ladies and gentlemen. Luke isn't here. He hasn't appeared in the jungle yet. We can only assume that maybe his parachute got lost or stuck somewhere, uh, or he's already been eaten by a crocodile. Uh, So joining me on the Custard TV Live podcast this week is Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello, Gary. How are we doing? Very well, thank you very much. Disappointed that we haven't seen Luke eating any uh, any kangaroos, uh, any kangaroos, you know, anuses or anything like that. But you know, what can you do? No, I think he was um, a substitute for uh, Colin Baker became available at the last minute, yeah. so maybe he'll Fair be a late arrival. So yeah, <laughs> I'll just uh, fade that music right down now so that we don't have to. In fact, I'll just hit. If I hit stop, that's even better, isn't it? It's, yeah, that's a, a technical <laughs> way of fading down and then just hitting stop. Uh, before we move on, I ought to let you know about how you can follow us on Twitter, and as soon as we finish this, we'll add in the bit about Matt's Twitter, so I'll play this. Hold on one moment. Follow us on Twitter at, at LukeCustardTV and at the Gary Show. And Matt's Twitter is... Matt's Twitter is Matt's TV, or at Matt's TV Bytes, and that's with two T's in Matt. Excellent. So there you are. Now you know how to get in contact with us. Um, the important news of this week is that we're running a little Twitter poll or Twitter conversation about what the best comedy of 2012 is. Now, we've got some nominees, programmes that we've liked and that we've gone back and had a look at. And 2012, don't forget, we're now in November, so you can start thinking about what the best thing about the week or the, the year, not the week, the best things of the year are. So this might be something we do over the next couple of weeks is the best something of 2012 or look back. So uh, we've got some nominees here. Uh, Red Dwarf. That's just finished recently on Dave. Dave. Uh, Dave Jarvu. <laughs> Dave Jarvu, of course, yeah. Let's get them for Luke. Hi, Luke. Uh, Hepburn, the uh, northeast comedy that's uh, playing out on BBC Two at the moment, starring Vic Reeves in a non-comedy role, or kind mm. of non-comedy role. Straight man. Straight man, yes. Yeah. He's playing the straight man. Yeah. Um, the Thick of It, uh, the final series of the political um, one by Arnando Imanucci, him of, uh, and he's he's also got Veep in here Veep, as well yeah. that he wrote for the Americans. The excellent touch of cloth, uh, written by Charlie Brooker, uh, that showed on Sky One. Another series of that coming up, isn't there? Another two-parter coming two-parter, up very soon. Yeah. I think so, there'll oh, be oh, two more two-parters. I think. Oh, I'm brilliant! Right. Uh, there won't be that many more cloth jokes that they can get no. through. <laughs> but uh, but there you go. Uh, Matt's vote probably is going for fresh meat, judging by his Twitter feed today, yeah. uh, and, or, and our resident stalker Lauren Jones. Yeah, fresh meat or getting on would be the other one. Ah, uh, yes, the getting Joe on Brown nurses thing that we talked yep. about. Me and Luke last time Luke was on the podcast, we talked about it. So that's uh, right. That's a favorite. Uh, Go on, uh, a favorite. A favorite of mine is Moon Boy. 
Oh um, yeah, I like Moonlight. That was wonderful. I, a, a comedy to to warm your heart, I think, is what you say. Mm, it was one. it was just a love. It was a lovely comedy. It was a it was a joy to watch. I suppose wasn't it? It was just a, a nice watch. There's very few nice comedies, is there? They're quite sort of vicious sometimes. But that was just, yeah. You could yeah, just relax into it. You. I thought so. Yes, very good family viewing. Although, yeah, probably no, I don't. I think it was post Watershed, wasn't it? I think it was, but I think there were some nice moments. Uh, a few U.S. comedies we mentioned. Veep also mentioned The Big Bang Theory. Uh, still gets huge viewers in America, and, and even the repeats over here. I mean, it's being repeated as much as Friends's was uh, on E4, but yeah. uh, but still gets huge viewers. Uh, Community, another U.S. comedy. So we want to hear from you. There's also Trolley 2012 and and the return of Alan Partridge. But we want to hear from you. So you heard our Twitter handles. Uh, you can even Twitter Luke. I mean, I'm sure there's coverage in Australia. Uh, at Luke Custard TV, at The Gary Show, and at Matt with two T's, TV Bites. Um, so you can Twitter us. We've had a couple of responses, haven't we? Someone was voting for... Um, who did somebody vote for? Did we write it down? Um, I have to go now open my Twitter. That's terrible. Walking, walking and talking. That walking, walking, walking and talking, which was the Kathy Bates thing, uh, which yeah. I think was on Sky Kathy Atlantic. Kathy Burke. Sorry, Kathy Burke. Kathy, Kathy Burke. Bates. Well, well, Kathy Bates <laughs> wouldn't probably have not really been able to do a comedy, but um, no. and thank you very much for Debs uh, at Grid underscore Spy for getting in contact with that one, and of course Laura, the the stalker Lauren Jones was adding in votes for not only. Um, um, uh, fresh meat, fresh meat, but also she was putting in votes for uh, Hepburn at the same time. Yeah. So uh, uh, a bit cheeky there, Lauren, getting two votes, and now three mentions. There you are. <laughs> and I've so yes. Got, oh, sorry, I've got go one on, yes, on go the it. Facebook as well. Uh, some oh, more right. American ones. Uh, this is from Verity, Modern Family, and Thirty Rock. Two, yeah. two votes, two comedies I enjoy. I'm not sure about yourself. Indeed. Uh, a big shout out to you there, Verity, keeping Facebook alive. If anyone wants to get in contact with us on MySpace, then don't. <laughs> it, was, it died in 1999. Um, <laughs> probably a bit later than that, actually. Um, so, on to a bit of news, and the most exciting part of, of my week last week was uh, going on Friday night to the event for The Killing Series 3 at the British Film Institute, or the BFI, if you're in the know. Uh, yes, I did sit next to Sandy Toxvik, famous Ooh, Danish big comedian. Name. Big name. Uh, and two rows away from uh, main star Sophia Grable, or Grable, or Grable, however you say it in Danish, I don't know. And I did get to meet the Danish ambassador. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's nice. I met her in yeah. the hallway, and I said, thank you. I said, hello, and she said, hello. But I said hello to, to Sandy Toxic, but I didn't recognise who she was at that point. Um, lots of exciting things. There was a, a lovely Q&A afterwards, uh, which we'll come on to. But the first episode, which um, you've also now seen as a I've preview. I've seen it, yeah. Uh, it's dark, it's wonderful if if you're a fan of The Killing you're going to love it if you think that this you need something as a way in to the whole Nordic noir I would highly recommend this this isn't you don't need to have seen The Killing before I don't no, think really they reintroduce no. the characters very very well um uh, the basic kind of plot, and we won't give away any spoilers, is that uh, Sarah Lund is attempting to try and get another job within the uh, the Danish police force, having been there for 25 years now. Yeah, 25 years. Yeah. 25. Celebra- celebrate her, her 25 yes. anniversary. Don't they? They have a ceremony. They have a ceremony in the first yeah. episode, quite right. Yeah. Uh, and But there's been a, a, a murder or a body washed up on the docks. Uh, there's a, a, a powerful company involved. The Prime Minister is involved. You finally get to the, the uh, Estates Minister. Uh, <laughs> as it's called, Estates Minister. Uh, the Estates Minister is, is, is having an affair with someone he probably shouldn't have an affair with, although it doesn't really seem like an affair because neither of them are married, but he's certainly keeping it quiet for good reason. 
Yeah, it's um, sort of political reasons, it's, isn't it? Indeed. It's yeah. it's political. Uh and there's a new partner, a new young partner for, for, for Sarah Lund. Who looks um, about twelve, I have to say. He does, doesn't he? He does look <laughs> it looks a little bit like a sort of a Danish version of Mackenzie Crook. Yeah, a little bit. A young very before Mackenzie Crook got all withered like oh yeah that's true yes yes before he started appearing in um in caribbean films um (laughs) and uh and yeah it was excellent um we don't want to give away too much because it's going to be on and we'll talk later on it's it's returning in double headers this saturday uh first two episodes back to back at nine and ten o'clock uh afterwards there was the q a with sophia grable uh the creator uh sawn and the head of danish tv who obviously is in charge not only of the killing but the bridge borgen, borgen and a new yeah. borgen and a new series called legacy which she talked very little bit about uh that's coming next year um borgen series two is going to be on bbc4 in the new year and i don't know about the bridge i don't know whether that's been made or whether that's being made i think that's being made i think i'm yeah. pretty sure i read that that it was being made um so um i mean it was interesting sawn was was an interesting character uh, it, it, some of his English wasn't great, so some of his jokes didn't quite hit the mark, but that made it quite nice. Some bloke stood up and did a very long, complicated question about uh, the Afghan war and did, was that the Vietnam equivalent of the Danish, you know, the Danish equivalent of the Vietnam war? And Sean just went, nope, and then moved on, and it was great. And, and he, this guy was sort of was answering, asking a question that he clearly thought would get him on television or something. Yeah. Like you can watch the interview on the BFI website. I don't have a link, but I'll, perhaps I'll provide one in the article that I'll be putting up on the Custard TV. We ought to talk about the website and say, go to www.thecustardtv.com where you'll find lots of amazing content. You will. Uh, and, successfully, and successfully edited this week, I've noticed as well. Yes, yeah. I don't know who's doing that in Luke's absence, no, but he, he, some... he seems like a sort of knows what he's doing, which is a yeah, change on that side. That other bloke has no idea, but this person who's doing it this week seems to know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um... <laughs> So, I mean, what was your feelings about the first episode? Did it did it incite you excite you to want to watch the rest of the series? I have to say that it took a while to get into. I think I think there was a lot of men in suits, and it took me a while to w- work out which men did what thing. So, which ones were with the suit was company? Was it yeah. Zealand? I think the Zealand com- is the name of the main company that are, yeah. are involved. And yes, and you've also got the. Well, we would call them the MI5, but it's it's yeah. the what is it called? Special the Politburo, the special, special branch. branch. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it took a while, but once I got into it, I think uh, about forty minutes in, the last twenty minutes, you really saw when sort of Sarah Lund kicks into Sarah Lund mode because she's a bit sort of out on the. She's changed, hasn't she, a bit, Sarah Lund? Because she trying... has. I mean, she's now living on her own, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and she's estranged from her son. Um, and, 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 and you did see her in a uniform and you saw her with heels on. And, and well, that was, was for uh, the ceremony, wasn't it? The, uh, yeah. Leonard Brooks told her to wear her uniform. But she's yeah. a bit obsessed by like gardening and cookery now and she wants to yeah. take it easy. So, I'm surprised she, she hasn't of, got about three cats. Yeah. Once she sort <laughs> of got into proper, I'm, I'm really good at this crime-solving malarkey, then it got, yeah. re- it got really good. And, and the there stuff. was a wonderful moment on a boat, wasn't there, with the flashlights, and she's running oh, yeah. around the boat, yeah. and you're just thinking, yep, yeah, Sarah Lund is back, you know, this yeah. is what I wanted. I wanted, you know, that kind of moment of her. And, and interestingly, again, the writer did say, it's a ten-episode chase, yeah. effectively. Oh, that was, um, that was good. Which is I'm what looking forward to it. Once it got there, and once you had your classic end of, end of episode, this is what all the characters are doing, 
you fell. Yeah. I'm back. The killing's back, and I'm just going to enjoy it for the next nine episodes. So, so we'll probably be talking about that that on a weekly basis, I would imagine. Uh, we're at time of press, uh, the tenth episode hasn't yet shown in 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 uh, in Denmark. I believe the eighth episode has just shown. And they're showing it weekly, so in about two weeks you'll probably see a bit of a Twitter explosion at some point um, around around that. So that'll that'll be extremely interesting. Uh, one of the most interesting parts again at the Q and A was the fact that the writer says he does change the ending occasionally. Uh, and Ooh. as there's so much betting going on in Denmark on who the killer is of the killing, uh, he was tempted, he said, to skew the betting, which I thought was very evil of him, but quite funny. Yeah. Um. I. I. I you know. I, and the only time you get to do that, of course, is when you don't know who the killer is, and of course, you know, we'll know. Someone over here is bound to blab. Uh. Before we get a chance to know the killer isn't. But um. I don't know. I. I spent a long time away from in the first series, not knowing who it was. No one told me till I found out. No. I. I'm the same. I. I think the first one, even though a lot of people have watched it, because I came to it quite late. I watched the DVDs. Yeah. I think about four or five months after it aired in in this country i watched the second one when it was on but the first one mm. and i you know it had been hyped but i think everyone had specifically gone out of their way not to say who yeah. the killer was and obviously we're not going to say anything here but i did sort no. of guess it about halfway through in the first series. oh well well you uh, would do wouldn't you you know with your yes your expert like... nostradamus skills you would <laughs> you would have guessed it from the first five minutes uh moving on to some other news uh this week we'll go quickly through this uh it, Talking about The Killing, uh, The Killing USA, which was cancelled on the AMC network earlier this year, might actually return on Netflix in the in America. Uh, they did sort of about 26 episodes, I think, over two series, all based around the first series of The Killing. And there's some rumours that Netflix, who have been trying to get involved in, in TV drama, I mean, mm. you can only get Breaking Bad on Netflix in this country. Um, some of the later, the new, more recent series um, yeah. as a box set. So they're obviously keen to kind of, you know, get involved in, in television drama. So this might be a way in for them. Neither of us were particularly impressed with it, were no. we? I mean, I, yeah. I we had a chat about it and, you know, I, I felt it lost its way in series two and the ending that they had of series one, you know, just didn't keep and retain an audience at all. Yeah, I'd say the only bit for me that poked me up was when Sophie Grable popped up yeah. as the DA just to do a bit of a scene and talk to herself. But apart yep. from that, and there was a Michelle Forbes, I think, who was in Twenty Four. Oh, well, she, no, well, she's excellent. She was, you know, she was good in it. But she was great that, in Battlestar Galactica. And, yeah, and and, and uh, she was the mother of the. I think it was Rosie Larson. In the yes, it was the Americans um, was who killed Rosie Larson. Yeah, but yeah, so. generally it was just a bit plodding and a bit. You know, it was raining all the time, and I know it was trying to recapture well, the mood of the yeah. day. But it sort of. It tried to be its own thing, but at the same time keep the mood, and it just didn't work for me. I have to say, it just there were some parts of it I thought that worked quite well, but then the, the whole general and it just didn't seem, to, you know. And it's all about ratings in America; it's completely yeah. different. Uh, the Voice, the uh, the reality show that tailed off badly at the end of last, at the beginning of this year, uh, all four judges have announced they're returning. That's Jesse J, uh, Will I Am I Am, um, and uh, Tom Jones, oh, and the yes. other and the other bloke. Um, <laughs> Uh, can't remember his name. He's Danny from the, O'Don- Danny the feel- O'Donoghue. He's, he's got a feeling or something, or he's from the feeling. I don't know. One of the two. The uh, I'm surprised by that because there was lots of rumours towards the end of the first series that none of them want, that none of them were going to be brought back. Or two. I think. I think Will I Am and Tom Jones. I think they wanted back, but I. I don't know why Danny O'Donoghue's back because for me he was one of the reasons that it was a bit. You know, yeah. he seemed like a, a an excited small boy for quite a lot of it. Um, Whereas, it, you know, it, you've got the sort of gravitas of Tom Jones and Will I Am's quite entertaining. 
He's well, he, he, went, he went kind of up and down. I mean, when he started bringing in his Olympic torch, he he, he really went down in my estimation because he right. really put the bloody thing away. Um, excuse my French. And, it, you know, that was annoying. But I mean, I also found Jesse J a bit annoying. You know, yeah. hi, I'm fresh. I've had a record out in the last three weeks. Look at me. You know, it was just a bit... It's a bit like Talisa on the X Factor, you know, pushing this idea that, oh, look, I want something current and now. And the, vote, the voting doesn't show that love. Um <laughs> She loses so, an yes. urban edge, as she Yes, she loses her <laughs> urban edge, Uncle Louis. Um, a bit of UK, a bit of drama news. Haven, um, which is showing on the Sci-Fi Channel right now, not right now, but well, maybe right now. I don't know. Check your listings. Uh, it's been renewed for a fourth series. Uh, that's a, a little sort of mysterious supernatural drama uh, set in the northeast of America that I quite like. Chicago Fire, one of the better new shows out of the US this year, currently showing on Sky Living, has been extended to 22 episodes, which is what you'd think is good news. I mean, it might dilute the product, but actually in American terms, that's good because it means they like it. Um, I really like that. I've seen the first two episodes and I think it could be a winner. I, I actually really do think it's quite good. Right. And um, Charlie Brooker. Yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit about him earlier, about A Touch of Cloth. He's um, yeah. going to bring a new topical show back to BBC Two. How do you bring a new show back? Sorry. Uh, well, it is really, because he used to do programmes called TV Wipe or Screen, Screen Wipe. Screen Wipe, or, News or Wipe. Games Wipe, News yeah. Wipe. That was on BBC Four. It's now going to be shown Four, weekly, yeah. every week, weekly, uh, on BBC <laughs> Two. If you're a fan of Charlie Brooker, which on this show is you know, basically requirement, if you're listening and you're not a fan of Charlie Brooker, turn the podcast off. Go on, I'll let you have, give you a minute. Thank you. Um, then you'll be very pleased to know that he's going to bring that back. He'll be looking like a sartorial look at the week's news, uh, sometimes in a studio and sometimes on his sofa. Um, oh, yeah, I like the sofa. He, yeah, he the got sofa quite moody good. when he was on his sofa. That's right. <laughs> it's quite good. Um, another another comedy that's returning very soon, Peep Show. We have a return date of the 25th of November, which is a Sunday. Hmm. Sundays are funny on Channel 4. Yeah, um, Friday night dinner spot, I suppose, isn't it? That's taking yeah. over. Well, another irony that Friday night dinners was yeah. not on a Friday, but uh, Peep Show in its eighth series now. Gosh, I mean, we, that is the longest running Channel Four program now. It's yeah, got to be homegrown, donkey, homegrown comedy. I think, oh, probably homegrown program generally. Yeah. Oh, Shameless maybe. Shameless. Sure how... Well, yeah, but it took long gaps. But yeah. um, maybe but Peep... Jamie's dinners. I don't know. All right, but Peep Show, yeah, definitely. The, as as we were saying, dropped the dead donkey before ha- before that. Uh, but Peep Show definitely now has overtaken that. Uh, but it's always I think they've said that they're going to keep doing it until someone says no don't do any more they want to keep doing it as long as possible so yeah I think life might take I mean David Mitchell now married or engaged I don't know one of the two now appearing on every yeah. television program now and indeed uh, well we don't like to talk about that too much on this show because Victoria Corrin obviously is my future wife so yeah <laughs> listening victoria uh moving swiftly on uh bbc4 we often lambast that channel and say how great it is but uh if you're a fan of music and you like documentaries then um there are a couple of documentaries coming up friday you saw one recently didn't you on a preview that's coming up soon what was yeah, that yeah uh it was the 60 years of the top 10 charts and that's a look back at the very first chart that was compiled and how uh, first of all, they were fixed, and then it goes through like the Radio One years, and it's got like Tony Blackburn on it, Fluff Freeman. Uh, no, no, Jimmy Savile, though I'm assuming. No, uh, been I don't think he ever did um, the chart show, though, did he? But well, they you do top of the pops, top did he? Of the I think. Yeah. I don't know if you, yeah. 
and the ones of my era, uh, Bruno Brooks and Mark Goodyear, uh, were were of my my era. Bruno Brooks. <laughs> do you remember that Bruno Brooks? This is a real aside. Used to do like a chart of misheard lyrics. No, I don't remember that. I'm no, okay, that. that's fucking good. Steve Wright in the <laughs> afternoon. No, it's, I'm, I'm I'm showing my age. <laughs> um, well, those were the ones I remember. Nick, anyway, it looks Nick Grimshaw. At... No, is that not right? Is that the bloke? No, Reggie Yates does it. He's on Reggie, there. Reggie Yates. Yates. Rasta Mouse, a, Mouse himself. It, it uh, is a fascinating look, and it is quite. There's some things that I thought, oh, I didn't know that, and there were just some. You know, you could wallow in nostalgia. There's a whole thing about. I don't know. I used to do this occasionally, where you'd tape the chart off the radio oh, using yeah. a cassette. They had people who'd done that, and they had one guy who's got all his tapes still, which is a bit sad. But it it was good. It's like one day I'll be on the BBC Four documentary. You just watch, and, and, uh, and even though the channel wasn't around, it, it's either time. that or a, an episode of You Bet, uh, <laughs> where they have someone come on and go. They can work out a Doctor Who episode from yeah. like one screenshot, or uh, the, that sort the of thing. next door, maybe. Maybe it was on yeah. That. Maybe, yes, the yeah, the hoarder. Uh, but there's also a an excellent two-part Rolling Stones documentary. I'm not a big Stones fan, but I'm a fan of documentaries like about them. I don't know why. Uh, Crossfire Hurricane. Uh, I, I won't. BBC Two, I think that one. BBC uh, that Two one. Uh, on Saturday, the seventeenth uh, of November at ten fifteen. Two parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll I'll resist singing, um, no. for no. Uh, obvious. <laughs> Copyright reasons. reasons yeah, copy copyright reasons. Yes, that'll be right. Um, so there you are. There's a full week of news there. So there's a lot of information for you to take in, dear listener. Um, we can only hope that you you enjoy it. Um, you can tell that I'm looking to move on there now, can't you? It's kind of I'm going to move on to another section. Uh, we're going to move on, and we're going to intersperse our drama reviews with our um, reality yeah. show reviews, like we did last week. So drama first. We'll start with DCI Banks. The final two-parter was shown last Wednesday and Thursday, uh, over two nights, and I think it gained a few extra viewers because of that. That continuity of people who didn't want to wait another week for the next episode. Um, it, it seemed to me this was the best storyline of the three. Featured a very good actor. Uh, you played Gaius Baltar in Battlestar Galactica. Um, I've forgotten his name already, and that's typical of me. Yeah. Um, don't don't look it up. Luke, just let Luke annoy me next week when he you know, when he gets back <laughs> on the internet out of the jungle. Uh, and and it was a better plot. And I think because they've now kind of established Caroline Katz's character, um, it just seemed like an episode that flowed a lot more and better a, a lot better. Um, and it was a decent end. Uh, I don't think we have any news about another series, but I think I would welcome it. Right. Cool. So um, that would be that would be probably because they they tend to renew their crime shows, don't they? Uh, ITV and it yeah. got decent. It did get decent ratings, I think. I think it got steady like four million, just over yeah. four million, which is good for and a I, crime and, drama. And I, I think. It, it also it gives them more content for ITV three. Indeed, uh, yeah. So it's why they need it. Um, the first of the reality shows we've we've got the three, so we'll go for Strictly because it's on first. Yeah. Uh, so Saturday night, short saw the resting of Bruce Forsyth. Yes. And the introduction it, of the much funnier Claudia Winkleman. The very orange Claudia Winkleman. Yeah, right. poor girl. She has sat under a sun. She, but to be fair, she's been like that for most of her life. <laughs> um, from, certainly from what I can remember. I love her because she babbles. Yeah. It sound, Actually, she presents that show like I think I present this show, incoherently. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's just a, a stream of consciousness, really, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of, I'll just I'll say what I'm thinking. There's no sort of filter which is good i think i think you need that i think test is too rehearsed whereas like yeah 
and Bruce years. is too yeah. Bruce is too the same. He, he does mm. the same thing every time. You know, it's the same jokes. It's the same introduction. Yeah. I didn't like the bit. Of, well, I don't know. I did. I or didn't. I know. I didn't like the bit at the beginning where they talked about. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, nice shall, we do the, uh, shall we do the, uh, you know, the good to see you, nice to see you, see you, nice and yeah. lovely. Um, Don't know why they didn't ask you to fill in for Bruce Gary. I know. Well, we did. We did. We did do a rehearsal for Luke, but he, yeah, he, he ruined it by yeah. explaining the joke. You don't explain the jokes, Luke. If you have to explain them, Bruce doesn't. He just goes. Oh, no, no. You sort of got that. You didn't but, get that, did you? Right. Let's move on. That might be his age. Um, <laughs> uh, so yes, that was quite good. Um, surprisingly, uh, in the bottom two, although once again slightly picked by you, although I don't think yeah. you thought it was going to be this week, uh, was Kimberly Walsh from Fern Britain. Kimberly, we were a bit surprised about, although we think. The pretty I ladies say, don't get yeah. too done, too like, do they? I did say she wouldn't be in the final, even though she's one of the best dancers. Um, yeah. I thought maybe a couple of weeks she'd start to be in the bottom two. I thought it was a bit early. I thought maybe Richard Arnold or Michael Vaughan would be with mm. Fern Britain, but there you go. Um, Obviously, my mother is very happy that Fern yes. Britain has gone home. Um, although I did say she's probably going to get some television interviews on the back of this, and therefore you'll have to face her a bit more. But uh, <laughs> we're we're talking about some therapy for my mother, so it's okay. Um, so on the Sunday night, yes, uh, the, the Sunday night Strictly show doesn't yeah. seem to have because it's recorded. Probably doesn't seem to have the same sort of buzz about it. There's, there's the X Factor one, yeah. But obviously the Saturday night show. Um, obviously next week is the Wembley show, but she's replacing. Indeed. Replacing the Blackpool show, yeah, uh, for that for previous fans of it. I think last year they did the final at Wembley. They did the Blackpool show in the middle, right. and the final was at Wembley. But this year they're not doing anything special yeah. for the final. Oh no, no, right. sorry, the final was at Blackpool last year, and they were at Wembley. That's this right. Time last year. Oh, yeah, well, maybe but... they'll do that. So, but obviously, and obviously, this we haven't mentioned is that this weekend is also Children in Need. Mm. Uh, it, there is an irony, and there is a joke there somewhere about the BBC doing a program called Children in Need, but I think we'll steer well away yeah, from that. Yeah, steer one. away from it. Steer, steer away from yeah. that one. Uh, if you're listening, George, we've got a job. No, we don't have a job for you. Um, and uh, so it'd be interesting. So Bruce will be back for Wembley. I imagine it will be kind of a black tie affair. You know, they'll probably go all off, won't they? Yeah, yeah. Big routines. Um, big well, last routines. year at Wembley, it was when uh, I believe Russell Grant came out of the cannon last year. That iconic uh, scene. I don't know if you saw that one. But I, I didn't, the, but any time no. time Russell Grant comes out of something, I'm surprised. Um, <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, Strictly Come Dancing, one of the things we noticed is that there's still ten dancers, and, or you know, ten couples, mm. uh, compared to the X Factor 6, so there's going to be a double eviction somewhere down the line, isn't yeah. there? Well, um, they're on a week longer than the X Factor as well, don't, don't forget. Yeah, but, there's only, goes... there's, and they, but they only have two in their final, don't they? Or three? I don't remember. Two, I think it's they only still, two. I think, no, they do three in the final, I think. Right. They do. 
depending on how many they do. Sometimes someone drops out, so they have less. Oh uh, right. But it's usually, I think it was three. Like yeah, it was three last year because Jason. We were Bell- running. We were running the conspiracy theory that Colin Salmon was evicted because not evicted or let go because he, yeah. he's doing television, and we're Arrow. on the theory that maybe you think that uh, Michael Vaughan might get out because he yeah. wants to go and commentate on the cricket. Yeah. As well, long they- as he doesn't get into interviewing Tiger Woods at the golf and messing up like he did a couple of months ago. Oh, did he? I'm happy. I, I I'm out of the whole sports thing, so you can be the oh, sports correspondent. I'm sports. not. Only when they only when they appear on reality shows. That's it. That's all I that's, know. About. That's your understanding. I think I think here's my prediction. I think Victoria Pendleton is not long for the uh, dancing world. I just think uh, uh, my, she comes my across thing a... about that. Sorry, go on. No, I just think she's a bit of a moody so and so. I don't know why. Patri- patriotic votes. You know, she won us. A yeah, but Lewis for... Lewis Smith's in there, and he's better. I don't but know. He... I just think she stayed. And also, they don't want to have a bit of a mental breakdown because she always looks well, on the verge of a like a mental collapse. Well, then again, if I had to dance with Brendan Cole, I think I'd have been close to a mental (laughs) breakdown. Uh, Moving on to drama, we'll talk a little bit about a new Channel 4 drama that started last week called The Secret Stake. Heavy hitter with the uh, the names, Charles Dance, Gabriel Byrne, uh, Gina McKee, uh, to name but a few, and a couple of other very recognisable faces. Yeah, Rupert Rupert Grace. And some very other recognisable faces. You get very good British character actors uh, that were in there who've been in a variety of things throughout the year. Yeah. It's based on the book, on the previous, uh, there's been an adaptation called A Very British Coup. And it's, it's very loosely based around a, a prime ministerial death and a deputy prime minister stepping up and taking over in the midst of a national crisis. Um, I'm not sure how how strictly it's keeping to the to the sort of the yeah. book or the or the previous. But I'm not sure. what what were your feelings about this? I I I I was reserved, but actually enjoyed it. I wasn't yeah, sure I, I was going to. I thought the first scene where you see him, because basically what happens is there's like a massive is a chemical explosion or something like yes. that. Scarrow. At, at, at yeah, it's a fictional a fictional like teaside uh, town. And there's a massive explosion. And the first thing you see is Gabriel Byrne's character just surveying the devastation. I thought that first shot was absolutely brilliant. Mm. My, I think I enjoyed the acting and the characters. I thought the characters were very well crafted, especially Gabriel Byrne's character. Yes. And some of the other politicians, Rupert Graves, sort of slimy. I think, was he the Home Secretary? Or, he and, was, yeah. He's the Home uh, Secretary. And, and then got a very Sylvester. Kind of... I think her name is Sylvestre Latouzel. I think I got that right. Yes. Um, plays the foreign secretary who's a very hard-nosed politician. And I thought they were very, both very believable yeah. politician characters. You could believe them in the Tory party. And then obviously Charles Dance was was essentially playing evil Charles Dance, basically. As the well, he, he's, he's playing something akin to, uh, yeah, the sort of like the evil sort of, mm. you know... Um, well, Kingmaker, I suppose, is what his role Almost is. Almost like know, he... the role in Game of Thrones to an extent, I suppose. Yes. But... Oh, gosh, yeah. No, he's very good in that as well. Yeah. So um, what's interesting is that Gina McKee is playing the reporter who's kind of uncovering all this stuff to do with this company in America. Um, and um, and she's giving all the information. So you've almost got a kind of like a deep throat yeah. type situation as well, you know, linking to American politics. And then there's almost like a sort of Tinker Tailor soldier spy with like the retired MI6. Douglas Hodge plays like this sort of drunken MI6 agent who... I I didn't really like his character. I I don't know whether you're supposed to like him or not. I I quite enjoyed him. Almost he was like the comic relief when he popped up. But he was the only person that Gable Burns' character could trust, wasn't he? He was like... But they were still sort of 
because uh, the whole thing is being monitored by MI6, yeah. we should say, shouldn't we? Um, and Ruth Negger, who I recognised from Misfits, was one of the yes, people on. Yes, that's right. She's um, sitting there watching the... Um, yeah. The, 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 at the GCHQ in Hertfordshire. Yeah, um, just a, a sort of almost a bit wasted, I thought, because she just sort of listened, was listening to the other characters. Well, right, right at the end, you get the bit, doesn't she, where she rings somebody and, yeah. and she's saying, you know, and, and I think I think as the episodes, there's four episodes, and uh, yeah, I think I think I'm going to watch episode two, which yeah, is on this week. I'm, def- I'm definitely going to. It's. Uh... Wednesdays at ten, I think. Yeah, is that right? Bit of yeah. a surprise because I mean, you know, this, I'm not saying this came out of nowhere, but Channel Four often don't really hype their their British dramas very much, and this certainly didn't get a huge amount of press. But it's got a big, you know, big name cast. And Robert um, Jones, um, yes, writer uh, Murder, yeah. I think recently, which I quite enjoyed as well. So yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that one goes. So we'll talk about that one on on future weeks. Uh, sticking back to a reality show, then we'll talk about the X Factor yeah. uh, again because it was on next. So uh, come on, Nostradamus, uh, tell us once again. Gloat about your prediction uh, <laughs> yeah, of two boy bands. Two boy bands. Right, I'm a bit torn this week. I think Rylan will be in Ooh, there definitely. Right, because he he got spared this week because he was in the bottom two the week before. But I think this right. week we're getting down to it now. I think Union J because they were in the bottom two last week. They'll be safe. Yeah, uh, Ella. I, I, I'm I'm leaning towards either Jermaine well, or James being well, in the bottom two with Rylan. Do, do you know what? I think yeah. I think because Ella and I, I don't know if you knew this. Ella's only sixteen and she's the only girl left in the competition. I don't know if you oh, knew how that. How old Matt. is she? How old? She's is sixteen. sixteen. I don't know if you and and the only girl in the competition. The only, girl. Uh, the only girl. I don't know if your eyes had noticed that, but um, <laughs> they told you enough times. Um, and uh, I can't, sorry, I, I, have to, I, just, I have to remember a little tweet I sent out on Saturday night in a moment as well. Uh, it was Sunday uh, when they had um, when they had the, the whatever his face in Ed Sheeran on. I have to remember the tweet I sent out in a second. Uh, I actually think either I agree. I think either Ella or Jarmaine will end up in the bottom two in the next two weeks, this week yeah. or next week, because people will ignore not ignore them, but will think they're safe. It happens every year. Um, um, and well, as sorry, I would say Christopher as well. We haven't mentioned is because apparently people on his Facebook group. I read this somewhere else. I can't remember right. where are voting for him fifteen right. to twenty times. Uh, I don't know who has that kind of money, but uh, as as well, is, my... there, is Liverpool a real area of regeneration, and we haven't realised it? Maybe is there money? Is there uh... lots of money in Liverpool? I mean, I think it's nans, and they're using their pensions. We said this uh... before. And this Are we going to find out there's a lot of people in Liverpool not claiming their fuel allowance this year? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but the thing the with the sale of biscuits well, is going to go compared down. To Stri- yeah, as compared to Strictly, is you get about half an hour to vote for Strictly. You get 24 hours to vote for the X Factor. Well, not only that, so you get way, to vote from the minute you, you, you they, yeah, they open exactly. the lines. So it's obviously That's a working. Thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's obviously working. And I noticed as well that apart from Gary Barlow, now everybody is very negative about um, Christopher Maloney. Maloney. Christopher Baloney and Garrett Gary Borlow. Uh they're Borlo. being very he they're being very negative. It was what they did with Ryland at the beginning, they were all negative yeah. and now they've slowly all turned around. Um Louis so, um, he's got the entertainment factor. He's got it, but we're looking for a recording artist, an international, and you're not that. Uh, and it, and every the, week uh, we're reminded. Yeah, and what are the international? Uh, what are the initials of international recording artist, Louis? Uh, I R 
IRA. Hey, <laughs> I just worked that one out. Well done. Uh, and, and on Sunday night, uh, obviously, as we said before, District 3 or uh, Union 3 or District District J, one of the two. District uh, 3, formerly District something three. else 3, before they yeah. were District 3. Uh, and, and, and they were the ones that could sing versus uh, Union J, who now can sing. Uh, yeah. Whereas District but Three, used District to be, Three always sung in like a faux American accent, which I never really understood. Oh, that always winds me. That up. was so. That's, that, I was that. glad to see the back of them. Really glad. Uh, to see I the don't back mind you, Jay, but there's that one, that sort of younger one who just smiles like an idiot the entire time. Well, the blonde Jay. one, or the one in the, the woolly hat. The, no, sorry, not in in. This is oh, in sorry. Jay. Oh, yeah, sorry. The one right. with the guitar, whose brother's in. Ah, the, in right, the, the one that's dating Ella allegedly. Yeah, why not? And Ella this week obviously was surrounded by. She's only sixteen, by... you know. She was surrounded by umbrellas. I don't know if you like that for Ella with an umbrella. Oh, I see what you did there. But Ella, yeah. Ella, oh, well, well done. Someone on the X Factor's got a sense of humour. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not Louis Walsh. Although I was fully expecting on Sunday night during the uh, during the show, uh, we had two live performances. Little Mix, uh, the Little Buffins returned. I was. Oh, that makes me cringe every time I hear her say it. Yeah. But I knew she was going to say it. Um, returned with uh, DNA. That's in my head now because of the adverts. Yeah, because of the, all the adverts. And all I was the adverts. All I know is if they don't attend anything, I'm just going to scream DNA. And Ed Sheeran, who I don't get, but I was half expecting Louis Walsh to say, You remind me of a young David Gray. And also, I should mention, uh, we were talking last week about Lucy Spraggan, weren't we? And how. Oh, yeah, we yeah, yeah. To, and she came out, I don't know where it was, to perform a Christmas light switch on in the past week. Yeah. I read. Um, so the, the flu wasn't as uh, harsh a strain as we first uh, imagined, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if the BBC really want to stir things up, could Lucy Spraggan appear on The Voice? Nah, I don't know. I just think thinking... she's, she's got enough exposure, hasn't she, now? From But just from I... her point of view, if she really wants to stick two fingers up to Simon Cow, that would be how you do it. Yeah. That would get I you pressed. She... But... I think she should have been on Britain's Got Talent. I've said this before. Um, that would suit her style, her singer-songwriter style more. I think so, but I think the voice would suit her as well, because, I mean, she can sing her own songs a little bit. But again, it's a talent competition, yeah. so... Uh, back to two other drama shows. First off, we said we we're going to have a little chat about Homeland. Second yeah. series, not going down as well as series one in some views. Mm. I read an article in the Radio Times. Uh, TV editor Alison Graham said that she's not yeah. enjoying series two. She um, thought but... it should only be one series, didn't she? She said it should have just ended. There was I no don't think it was that good. I mean, you know, it's not. it wasn't Heroes. <laughs> Heroes should have only been one series. Yeah, definitely. But, um, but Homeland, no, I, I, I'm quite enjoying this still. I'm, mm. I'm still on, I think, episode three we worked on, or four. Uh, and you've seen a bit more than that. You've seen. I'm on. Uh, I'm up to date with Channel Four. I think we're up to six. And I. I mean, I went to see the first episode, like oh, you yeah. did with the killing. I saw it at Channel Four, uh, and right. there was sort of a general feeling that the first episode was really good because it was sort of a slow burner. It got right. it sort of established where all the characters were, uh, like for example, uh, Brody, now congressman. Uh, Carrie doing some furious gardening and working in the college, uh, <laughs> and then after, I mean, it's sped up once they once Saul yeah. found that tape. It re- it's really really sped up, and now I know you haven't seen six, but it's slowed down a bit now again, which I think is good. I think that's the the joy of Homeland was the sort of pacing of it, and I think yeah. And I think that pacing now is it will build. I mean, like it did in in, in series one, it will build up to that conclusion, yeah. you know, and build up to. I mean, I, I hopefully we're going to get more Abdul Kutada. 
Uh, or is he? No, I'm not. Because uh, Ab- Abdul Nazir Qatar does the real life bloke. Uh, oh, okay. Let's hope we don't get more of him in Homeland. Uh, Abu Nazir. Abu Nazir, yes, let's hope yeah. we get a bit more of him. Uh, another one that I've been watching that uh, Matt is not watching at the moment is The Walking Dead, and I have to say, uh, for me, this is appointment television. This is actually, regardless of DVR players and, and, and whatever, I have to sit down on a Friday night and watch this. Episode 4, which aired last weekend on FX, was in incredible. There was an amazing twist which I won't spoil for listeners of this podcast because I implore you to go and watch it but shocking and dark and yet still very heartening and warming uh, at the same time. Okay, if you don't like zombies you're probably not going to like The Walking Dead but if you have any interest in quality drama, uh, which I know listeners of this podcast do, I would implore you to watch The Walking Dead. Uh, I can't really say more than that because you've not seen it and I don't no, want to give away no. any spoilers. So it's, okay. it's, I can't really go too much into it. Which brings us nicely on to um, the, uh, the latest of the reality shows to start, although we haven't talked about Young Apprentice. So no, uh... did, did, should we just not? Yeah, that's not. We don't have to. No, no. I mean, it's more of the same. There was a lot more arguments in episode two of Young Apprentice, which made it a little bit annoying. Uh, It was a cookery book task, and there was one team that spelt a lot of words wrong. Some of them were understandable, like courgettes or ratatouille, but then they misspelt potatoes. Oh, and the best one was two... These are the brightest young minds in Britain, and they can't spell potato? The best one, eight rashes of bacon. Anyway, that was the uh, highlight for me. Uh, Fantastic. And um, so, mo- mo- moving I'm a celebrity on to, then. Um, I, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Or in Luke's case, I'm a not a celebrity, get me in here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it returned this Sunday. Uh, I think the only reason that some people watch this show is the to see Ant and Deck. And once yeah, again, definitely. most of the plaudits on Twitter was regarding, other than uh, two other characters that have just saw in the show, uh, uh, were, were, were regarding uh, Ant and Deck. The other two characters that joined the show uh, were mostly featuring in Helen Flanagan's um, bikini, yeah. uh, which seemed to get a lot of love on Twitter. She got the, the, uh, she the, got feed the girls really... out as soon as she could, isn't that right? She got the girls out, as they uh, say. She certainly and... decided not to pack a lot of clothes yeah. uh, from the pictures. She said she took the maximum amount of bikinis. I don't know how many that they were, but yeah, I, I agree with the Ant and Deck. Definitely, especially when they're reading out the names of people you can vote for in yeah. the trial, and they try and do sort of a comedy thing for each each of the people, which it must yeah, be they hard do really after well. like yeah, they do really well. And Their scriptwriters su- are very very good, and I'm imagining yeah. that hopefully it's a lot of them is themselves, but I think they've got good scriptwriters as well, which should be applauded uh, for a reality show. Uh, early task, I believe, was the the bed bugs one. Uh, and um, it was Nadine Doris and the aforementioned Helen Flanagan and her bikinis. Uh, and I believe that nobody won any nobody food. Won. Is that right? No. Nobody won. No. Every Everybody lost. Well, the first task was actually uh, on Sunday night. They had oh, uh, David in, Hay really? and the Hugo from Maine Chelsea were in the boxes that get raised above. And they had yes. to put their hands in and get and push a button or something. And right. David Hay basically won that because it's David Hay. And then, as you say, yeah, the uh, bug burial, I think they call it, the one where right. you're buried under, underground and loads of bugs f- fall on you. Uh, Helen Flanagan lasted about 20 seconds. Yeah, uh, she didn't even before... like the door being closed, from what uh, I the, saw. The... Well, you are in a coffin and it's being nailed shut. I didn't understand that to an extent, because mm. it is like, oh, I might be dead. But um, oh, I'm leave you there. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. well, you know what I mean. Like it's sort yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Claustrophobia, and then she had like a mini panic attack. Nadine Doris, t- to be fair to her, lasted about half the time. 
but in the end, neither of them did it. I think had they, I mean, it's voted for by the public, and they voted for the same exact people tonight. So it's this, it's Helen Nadine again tonight. So we'll have to see how they get on this time. Uh, okay. And um, obviously, the favourite for me, I think at the moment, Brian Connolly is standing out as a as a. Has favorite. he done the puppet line yet? Yeah, and yeah, well, uh, that was the only thing I remember about him. And Eric Bristow as well. One hundred and eight. At some point, you know they're going to get a task where he has to throw a bug at a dartboard. That's all I'm saying. Uh, um, uh, and Anton Deck did do a one hundred and eighty joke. Anyway, we'll uh, move on. I'm now. Stealing, they stealing material. We yeah. have three minutes left of this very okay. show, uh, and we've got quite a bit to get through. So we're going to steam our way through some previews. First up of which is the hour, which returns tomorrow night. That's Wednesday the fourteenth at nine p.m. First series was about um, a TV new, a new TV news show, very topical with all the issues going on with Newsnight at the moment, I think. I think this could be coming on at a good night, a good time for them. Um, starring Dominic West, he of the West, he of the West Wing? No, he of the Wire, an appropriate adult. Lots of big names. Very Rumble good drama. Gary. Indeed. Highly, highly recommended uh, yeah. by this show last year and a big hit. Um, you've seen the first episode. We talked I... about it, so I think we ought to move on, really. But there is okay. some more news on the website, isn't there? There's some more previews. Yeah, there's an interview with Dominic West, and there's a preview, and it's on, on Wednesday, so we might talk about it next week. When it, we'll we'll talk about the first episode. Yes, yeah. indeed, I'll be yeah. watching that. Uh, return of two US comedies, Two Broke Girls Series 2 will be on Thursday at 8.30, and the return of the Big Bang Theory Series 6, we talked about it earlier, on Thursday at 8pm. Um, every day, a Channel 4 drama... Yeah, it is a off. drama, isn't it? It's a starring, film. starring John Sims is John on, on Sim Thursday. John Sims and Shirley Henderson, and it's directed by Michael Winterbottom, him of 24-Hour Party People. And, That's uh, on at 9 o'clock. Yeah. So, um, so check that out. Again, we'll probably talk about that next week on the show. It's we'll a two-hour two job, so it's a, it's a sort of feature-length one. Excellent. Okay. Uh, the aforementioned that we've talked about on this podcast... Falcon or Falcon. There's so many different ways of pronouncing that that I'm Is thinking we're going to come up with a new one each week. Falcon. I don't know. Falcon. 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 Falacion. Um, as I'm going to go for. Uh, that's on Sky Atlantic at 9pm, based on Spanish detective movies. Uh, books, sorry. Um, another returning drama, Southland. Um, which uh, is a cop drama in America based on... No, it's not based on anything, sorry, it's, it's a new drama. It's on more for also at Thursday at 10pm. You're really going to have to work those DVR players quite hard on yeah. Thursday, people. Uh, you've got a bit of a break until The Killing obviously returns on Saturday. Double headers, people. Don't forget 9 and 10 o'clock. My advice is watch one on a Saturday and keep one for the Sunday. My advice. Um, and that'll be showing over the next five weeks. They've got to get that done before Christmas. Uh, the Secret of Crickley Hall. Again, more information on our website. Saran Jones in that one. A BBC horror, I suppose, horror yeah. thriller. I think um, it's three parts, this one, I, I believe. Um, oh, right. So, And it's also Tom Ellis from Miranda's in it. Uh, Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. There's a big cast. I just, I can't really cast on that one from my head. Yeah, another another double header starting on Sunday night is him and her. The return of the two part comedy, uh, comedy that's shown just between two people, him and her. I've kind of given yeah. the game away there. Uh, two episodes showing on Sunday night at ten and ten thirty. Uh, and next Monday is a show about Stephen Fry Gadget Man. No, it's not about him. There's an opportunity to become a Q in Bond. Uh, and it's on Channel 4 as well, so we're losing dear Stephen to Channel 4. And we've got four seconds, so say goodbye, Matt. Goodbye, Matt. Bye. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. 
In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal.